are a letter of Christ delivered by us, written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of flesh, which is the human heart. This is the Unseen Story, first-hand accounts that reveal God's love and power in the lives of His children. What God has done for our storytellers, He lives to do for you. Happy Wednesday, guys. We're back. And today we have a little something different for you. Um, Adam and I have been on really a probably seven, eight year journey of learning more about the Lord. We have been listening to this really cool podcast called the Bema Discipleship Podcast that just kind of opens your mind to a new way of reading the Bible, seeing the Bible and experiencing the Bible. And it has been uh really a game changer for us, I think. Um, but today I asked Adam to sit down with me and share what he has been learning and how that learning has manifested itself into experience, or maybe it's been kind of the other way. So Adam, with that, I know you're excited to talk, right? Mm, yeah. That's <laughs> his favorite thing, y'all. Stoked. Yeah. Tell uh, us what you've been learning. Tell me, tell them what you have shared with me like every morning and every night and sometimes at lunch over the last like week and a half. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I thought, well, we were going to start with a story first, a testimony. Yeah. Uh, oh, like yeah, a, yeah. a literal testimony, like real world testimony before we look into the um, origins of the word testimony. Um, and they relate, um, I think, I hope we'll see how this goes. Uh, so my friend Wade, he was out carrying the cross all of October. Uh, it's a 12 foot wooden cross and I, he wanted some photos. So I went with him down to Oak Cliff and spent the afternoon with him. And then I was like, man, it was amazing. Like, uh, why was it amazing? Uh, I mean, I prayed for a handful of people and, and several people were just crying Mm -hmm. and, uh, you just, it was just refreshing. It was energizing. I mean, there was obviously some, we got some sideways looks and people avoided us and, you know, didn't particularly take too kindly to carrying the cross. Um, you know, maybe they're a little bit offended. Um, but then there were other people that really appreciated it and lady Hispanic lady, um, we prayed for her and she was saying that she was healed and, Mm. um, this will, you know, just multiple stories of just like God encountering people. Meeting people. Yeah. So I decided to go back. Uh, this is two weeks ago now. And I was going to, he was going to the VA. I had never been down to the VA, the Veterans Hospital <clears throat> in South Dallas. And so I decided to go down there. I wanted to see it. And it's a long drive. It's way down there. It's South Dallas. It's amazing that that's still Dallas, but it is apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I get down there and he's like, I call him like, hey, where are you at? And he's like, oh, I'm in this, I'm at SMU or whatever. It became clear that I was on the, I was a day early. Whoops. So <laughs> this was Tuesday. He was at the VA on Wednesday. And I really thought about going home because um, I really didn't want to go to SMU. <laughs> so I had to fight through some adversity and then I had to walk like a mile and a half to get find them. Um, so I finally I catch up to him. And the first person we talked to, now we're at a strip mall. Apparently security said that he couldn't carry the cross on the campus. Oh, um, and so we ended Southern up... Southern Methodist University. Right. So huh. no comment. Uh, so <laughs> we end up at a CVS on Mockingbird. Um, and the first person we talked to was the Ethiopian guy. He was the manager of the CVS there. 
and we just prayed for him. He was a Christian, and um, and then I turned to my right, and there's a couple in the parking lot, a Hispanic lady, she's in scrubs, and then uh, an older man. So I say, hey, guys, how are you doing? Um, we're just out kind of praying for people, and um, can we, is there anything that you guys need prayer for? And they're like, whoa, yeah, actually, our friend Joanna needs prayer. Um, and we get a little information for about Joanna. She's in a rehab facility. She is struggling with addiction, and they're mutual friends. But they had never met before, right? Well, yes. We So we prayed for Joanna, uh, prayed for discernment for the friends, mm. and uh, healing for her. And then, so it's Anna is the Hispanic lady in Scrubs, and Mark is the older guy. They had just met in that parking lot four minutes prior to when we walked up. Mark had some money that he, cash he wanted to give mm. to Anna to help support their friend. So this kind of comes out. And then Anna asked Wade, she was like, how did you decide to carry the cross around? Like, what's up with that? And he was mm-hmm. like, I believe I heard from the Holy Spirit. And he told me to carry it around Dallas for 30 days. And and she was like, tell me what was that like? And she started getting teary-eyed. Mm-hmm. And then as the story unfolds about Anna, she was really interested in hearing from God. Wow. And she... Um, had been to a Hare Krishna temple, which was close to our house. She had talked to some Mormons. I don't know if she'd been in the Mormon church, but she didn't feel comfortable about the Hare Krishnas. She didn't feel comfortable about the Mormons. And so she was looking uh, for God. Hmm. She had a nine-month-old son and was really concerned about him and how she was going to raise him. And I guess there were some issues with her and her husband. Hmm. And the husband wasn't leading. And she had a lot of anxiety and a lot of fear. You could see it. And as we're talking and telling her about Jesus and how we didn't think it was a mistake that we were there. And that this, I feel like was an answer to her searching that this, this was not a coincidence. She just starts crying and bawling and mm. it was very, she was very touched. So we hear, then we hear from Mark. So again, they had just met the two of them had just met. Mark was a single dad who had met a higher power 25 years prior mm. in sobriety program and um, gotten clean, and then been to some churches and had some uh, not great experiences in those churches, uh, sort of left the church and gotten very involved in his work. He said he worked 60, 70-hour weeks and had two daughters and became very focused on raising and supporting his daughters. Hmm. Both daughters are now out of the house. They're, they're, I think, 24 and 19, and he realized he was unfulfilled. His life had no purpose, and he was a workaholic. And so he had taken that day off to find balance. <laughs> <laughs> what? So here are two people who just met are in the parking lot. We have the cross, the first people we pray for. And they both asked Jesus into their heart that day. They, they wow, decided, right there with you guys. Right, right there with us. Wow, come um, on. We prayed and they said, yeah, we want to we change and we want to follow Jesus. And um, we're ready and... So independently, they're on the same journey, and right, and they both right there in that moment. Um, they both met with God that day in that moment, mm. and it was awesome. It was incredible. And so, I for me, it was just I think a reminder of in the noise of the everyday and everything that's going on. I think sometimes we forget there are people out there looking for God. They want to meet with God. They want something real. Hmm. And so I almost didn't go, and I'm so thankful that I decided to push through that and 
uh, the encouragement to me was just being aware when I'm out and about, like, you never know where somebody's at and how close they are to to Jesus already. Yeah. And you're just there to connect the dots for them. So, and and I think that's what priesthood is about. I think that's what being a royal priesthood is. It's, it's, Mm. we are, we are, um, advocating for people. Yeah. We're inviting people into this, um, radical, uh, life. You know, it's, it's pretty bizarre. It's pretty insane when you think about the vastness of this God that we're talking about created everything. And yet he wants to meet with us. Yeah. That's amazing. It's um, it's hard to comprehend. It's hard to believe, and it sounds crazy, unless you've experienced it. So that ties into this what I've been learning in the Old Testament, which started um, through Bema, and then my friend Richard, who's part of our discussion group, sent me a link to Rabbi Foreman. They unpack um, the Old Testament on a, on a podcast and they have a website and one guy kind of asked Rabbi Foreman questions and they were talking about the, um, the tablets and the importance of the tablets. Okay, what are the tablets? So the tablets are the, um, when Moses goes up onto the mountain to meet with God, um, it's 40 days, he's getting the law. He receives two stone tablets. They are, um, it says that um, they're written um, on the front and the back of both tablets mm. by the finger of God. Mm. These are ten commandments or ten laws. So, what would you think that the tablets would be called? How would you refer to these these two stone tablets? Well, I think we mostly refer to them as the law. Right. So maybe you'd call them in the Bible. You would think that they would be called the tablets of the law, or a tablets of the covenant. Even well, I don't know tablets of the covenant. Yeah. Yep. So what is actually written um, in Exodus is the first reference of the word testimony. And these tablets are actually called the tablets of the testimony. Hmm. Why would you call the tablets written with the finger of God? Why would you call them the tablets of testimony? Yeah. It doesn't really make sense. Mm-mm. So, and it gets a little bit more confusing because what Moses does with them is he takes them down off the mountain. He sees the Israelites worshiping the golden calf because he's been gone for a long time. He actually breaks those tablets. Um, he spends another 40 days on the mountain. And then actually God tells Moses to carve out two stone tablets mm. just like he had already had. So I think it's interesting that the first stone tablets just show up. Here you go. Yeah. The second stone tablets are Moses's, where he's carved them out of the rock, yeah, and then given them to God, and then the finger of God writes out these commandments. Wow! So these two stone tablets are what end up in the Ark of the Covenant. Before they had a tabernacle, which is where God's presence dwelled, where they had this Ark, Moses had his own tent of meeting. He just put a tent out in the desert, and whenever he needed some help, he would go and talk to God in this tent. So the idea of sent of meeting starts with Moses needing to speak with God face to face, it says. Yeah, just this, just a deep desire and needing to know and needing to hear from the Lord. What Rabbi Foreman suggests is that the reason they're called uh, tablets of testimony is because of the incomprehensibility of a God actually 
interacting with humanity. These stone tablets testify of God and our interaction with God. It's a visible image of an invisible God. Absolutely. What I hear you saying at this point is Moses goes up to meet with God face to face on the mountain. Mm -hmm. God meets with him and gives him the Ten Commandments on these two stone tablets. And that is a visible expression or sign that Moses met face-to-face with the creator of the heavens and the earth. Correct, which I think is really powerful. Why do you think that's so powerful? How, what is that, how does that hit you? Moses was modeling um, and invited, actually, the Israelites into, hey, you can go meet with them. And they were like, no, you do it. We're, we're yeah, scared. We're afraid. terrified. Yeah. Understanding that it was God's desire to meet with us from the get-go and that this interplay between heaven and earth is the testimony of what God's about, mm. then when you start kind of unpacking the connection, um, so I just find the it gives breathes new life into some of these scriptures. So Ezekiel 36, 26 says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. Jeremiah 31, 33, I will put my law in their minds and I will write it on their hearts. Mm. I think that's, again, a reference to the finger of God yeah. touching our hearts. Yeah. Um, that verse is referenced in Hebrews 10 and 8. Paul references 2 Corinthians 3. You are a letter of Christ delivered by us, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but mm. on tablets of flesh, which is the human heart. Wow. And by the way, we are the tabernacle. Yeah, now the we are the meeting place. Dwells inside of us. Holy moly. Yeah. So we, we, what we have, what we carry is really powerful. Um, and it starts with a belief, I believe, that there is a God bigger than we can imagine that we should be terrified of. Mm. Um, but that's the beginning of wisdom. Mm. That perfect love casts out fear that he wants to be with us. He wants to protect us, to provide for us, to empower us. He uh, knows every hair on your head. He has a plan and a purpose for your life. Uh, he's equipped you for every good work. <laughs> I mean... Mm. With that is on your mind, your whole worldview changes. Yeah. And I think that's what we're invited into. That's yeah. the gospel. That's some serious hope and some serious encouragement. So, thank you. I think you did a good job. Oh, well. Well, we'll see. Tell us yeah, if Adam we'll did a good job. <laughs> I'll edit some of this stuff out. We'll see how it goes. Uh, we'll see how it lands. Thanks but, for listening. Yeah, all of that to say, like Adam said, thanks for listening. And if this even interested you a little bit, um, dive into the scripture that Adam referenced. And we'll put it in the show notes too, as well as a link to the Baymod Discipleship Podcast. And I don't know if you have a link to Rabbi the Foreman, yeah. Rabbi Foreman deal. Um, so have fun with that, you guys. And remember that what God has done for our storytellers, he lives to do for you. Each one of us has a story. 
So go get more chapters to that story. He's waiting. Love you guys. Love you. We encourage you to ask Holy Spirit what he wants to say to you through this story. We invite you to partner with us through your God-given resources of time, prayer, and finances. Without your sharing, these stories don't spread to those who need them. Without your prayers, we are limited in what we can do for the kingdom. Without your finances, these powerful stories of God's supernatural love go untold. God has called us to share his stories, and we invite you to be a part of that mission. For more information, be sure to check out our website at theunseenstory.org. Thanks so much for listening.